Welcome to I'm Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louis. Yo, 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 yo. It's Lucky. Jesus. Um, uh, my name's Lucky, and this week, Louis, I played three hours of Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Did ya? Yes. Oh, okay. Lucky. Hey, Louie. Hey, butter. What's up, bud? I'm feeling a little anxious about this episode, or <laughs> I yeah, just I just feel a little, little hyped up, like I've just drunk a large energy drink or something. Okay, okay, I like it. I don't like it. Okay, well, I think it'll work good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe maybe you can calm me. Maybe you can tell me how you are. We'll ease into it. Let me know. Okay. Tell me. You want ease? I'll I'll ease. Yeah. Uh, Slide me in. I'm good. Thank you. Good. Nice. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about this one also. Good. I think there's a lot to talk about. Yes. Um, I think you should just shake it up and be like, do it, man. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) I feel like this is the first podcast we've done. That's how I feel right now. Really? It was like first app nerves. Got those pre-potty nerves. (laughs) <laughs> Got the butterflies. Yeah, I haven't been here in a while. I haven't been in this seat for a while. I think that's good, man. Bit Maybe of nerves we, always helps. We missed it by a day. That extra day set me off. Maybe. Right. Yeah, t- oh, I'll tell you what, though. This will ease you up. I've been yeah, so busy huh? recently. Yeah? Yeah, just hectic busy. What have you been up to? Hectic busy. Uh, I went. I watched cricket on the Friday. Okay. Went to Lord's Cricket Ground. Sure. It was like one of the shortest. It was really good, man. I reckon you'd enjoy it. Uh, No, don't say things like that. No, I think I think you would enjoy it because (laughs) it's a nice day, right? Uh You can bring Uh as much food as you like, and you can bring your own alcohol. Okay, sounds good. So everyone just brought like an obscene amount of picnic food. Love picnic food. Yeah, hello. Walk in, and then you've just got this like chill cricket that goes on in the background that can take. You know, from like eleven to seven o'clock at night. Okay, that sounds. That's the part that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, but you just chill out and enjoy picnic food while there's something going on. To me, that's one of my. It's like you know, it's, it's passive consumption of something I don't really have to pay attention to. Mm. Uh, whilst I can like eat, <laughs> eat and drink yeah. and talk to my friends. Yeah, I guess I can kind of see it. But you it's have good. to sit on like you're not sitting on like a lawn. You're sitting no, on it's chairs. It's chairs. Yeah. It's not benches. It's, you're not at school. Yeah. Chairs. Chairs. Yeah, yeah. Fold out chairs. But you get a bit of like room. You get room to put your like picnic bag and shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, and then I've just been uh, seeing like uni friends and other friends and mm-hmm. working. It's a busy boy. Doing floors. So I, uh, hence why it's late. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, uh, normally you could expect these on Monday, but here we are on Tuesday. So I have a question for you. If oh. the person is late, mm. does that count as a point? I don't think so. No? No, nah, I don't think so. 
because that means that technically you played it after the podcast was supposed to go up, meaning you didn't play it in time for the podcast at all. Look, uh, you know what? Do you want it to be a point? You do this way more than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so these rules would work against you more than me. But I'm t- <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> You've caught me out. <laughs> yeah, you do this all the time. <laughs> it's fine. I don't mind. The thing is, if there's a reason, thing is, I don't want to make it, I don't want it to be stressful if, like, you are having a super hectic week and you, it is tough to find the time to play the game. I don't want it to be like, oh, fuck, and I'm going to have to well, take sure, a point. Well, sure, but I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think either of us care that much about the points. Well, especially when we don't even know what the forfeit is, and especially when That's you want true. the forfeit to be a five-pound lunch. Yeah. Yeah, pass. I'm a pass Cheeky on lunch. Um, no, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, anything exciting for you, my friend? Um, what did I do this weekend? Oh, golly. I don't know. Let's move on. All right. Let's talk about this game because there's a lot to unpack. Yes. Let's talk about Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Yeah. Uh, so this is a game that you suggested for me. It's our first delve into GameCube emulation on this podcast. Mm. How uh, was that for you? How was how was very an emulator? Very smooth. It, well, there was yeah. about an hour setup. <laughs> there was a yeah. bit sort of trying to get these files between my damn PC and Mac, and mm. getting into Dropbox, and then figuring out routes and paths, and then setting up controller configuration. Yeah. Uh, but once I was in, it was flawless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I played with GameCube controller too, which was really fun. Oh, that is fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. I used the, uh, cause obviously I got the USB adapter for Smash Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, took it right out of the switch, plugged it into the PC, flicked a little switch from Wii U to PC. Oh, and that's good fun. Yeah, and then I'm just jealous. put in the uh, emulation, which is nice when it says press B, and you can press B or you press Y, press and you can press Y, because we I don't get that a lot in these things. Uh, what, to be honest, the um, there's a lot of pressing B in this game, Yeah, and um, that definitely screwed me up a bit playing okay. on a PS4 controller, not knowing which one B was. I definitely right. pressed A instead of B by accident a bunch of times. You pressed A, right, okay, yeah. 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 Um, but once I was in, I was in, and so this is a game I'd never heard of. Mm. Apparently, it's a big cult classic. I was looking mm-hmm. into uh, everyone's favorite GameCube games, and a lot of people like this game a lot. It seemed. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to even try try and explain what it is? Um, yeah. Well, it's um, it's a horror game by a company called Silicon Knights on the GameCube. Um, you, it's like, what kind of horror is it? It's kind of like um, cosmic horror, I guess, like um, Lovecraftian stuff, um, but not specifically anything Lovecraft, just kind of inspired by. Um, uh, and you basically jump around a bunch of different characters um, and explore these sort of, things <laughs> all right let me do that better for everyone out there it's basically you boot the game up it's resident yeah. evil one you're in a yeah. weird mansion 
Yeah. And uh, you start exploring, and then you find a book, a book mm-hmm. made of flesh, and uh, it's all a spooky, tome. a tome, mm-hmm. a tome of darkness, of eternal darkness. And when you open it, you start flashing back through history uh, to the other times that people throughout history have had this tome and uh, the events that surround this tome with these weird ancient god deities that are basically fighting for power. And you basically see the story unfold over history uh, and use that past knowledge to progress in the modern day game. The game overall uh, kind of worked. You, how do you how do you feel about it? I liked it. I had a fun time. This is the exact Did- sort of game that I would play if I say if we lived in the same house, yeah. I'd totally play this game. I don't think I yeah. can play it by myself, but it's the sort of game where I'd love to be like, uh, you want to play some uh, Eternal Darkness? <laughs> and we could just go you, through it. Why can't you play it by yourself? I just wouldn't. It's like I need the strength of someone else. Yeah. To not that it's scary or that intense. It's a little it's bit not, scary. It's yeah. It's not particularly scary. It's it's more thriller than horror. I would say yeah. in a lot of ways. Um. So it's like how I you know you play horror games with other people and it's mm-hmm. a much funner experience than playing them by sure. yourself. I think sure. this would kind of fall into that category. And I think by default, I probably wouldn't go into playing an old game yeah sure as like a you know a default thing i'd want to play i had um i had never played it either i knew a little bit about it i knew about the like the main mechanic um which always sounded interesting i knew that it was like a cult classic and i found it like pretty gripping it's not um it's not perfect or anything it's pretty uh janky and kind of hokey <laughs> the it's pretty janky but it's also pretty polished yeah i sure. found it's i found the funny blend of like just it's just very strange and but it's it, a like, strange game it's, it's very absolutely compelling. A strange game. it's very compelling yeah it's also very much just pushes you through continuously which for a game like this is quite unusual uh where it's sort of got these puzzle elements but never once did i find myself stuck or not yeah. knowing what to do in the whole time. Yeah. So it does yeah, it yeah. does help by force forcing you through this game. I think one of the things that keeps it so compelling is that as you just said you're always you're still, there's always this momentum that's like moving forwards and it's constantly changing it. Mm. So you jump between these different characters in in time constantly like some of these some of these sections with characters take like sub 30 minutes um most of them around 45 i guess yeah um and it's just constantly slipping it up and the, the gameplay isn't too different but it is enough um that you just kind of want to find out what happens to this character yeah so, and also yeah i mean so the story is actually pretty interesting uh it had a few sort of choice elements that made me curious how uh my choice would affect story yeah and I also i think the combat which is like Half the, I mean, it's got these basic puzzle elements and then combat elements that sort mm-hmm. of tie into resource management of your health and your sanity, mm-hmm. sort of things. 
but I thought the combat was actually pretty fun for a game like yeah, this. Yeah, I got, got into the combat. Yeah, I got it straight away. I mean, this game, <laughs> uh, when I think one of the best things it does is as soon as it opens, like as soon as soon as it opens, you're in a room, you're the main character who's called... So basically the main character is a girl called uh, Alex, Alex Rovius. Uh, I love that you, no, you Alex take Rovius of characters' names. <laughs> yeah, I just like to flesh it out a little bit. I, so Alex no, I really appreciate it. Uh-huh. Um, you're just in a room with a shotgun surrounded by four zombies, mm-hmm. sort of skeletal zombies. They're kind of like skeletons with a tiny bit of like flesh. Kind of, yeah, they're, they're like old corpses. With it, Like, you know when you see a mummy in a news article <laughs> where they've just uncovered a tomb <laughs> and you see yeah, a mummy. Okay. Uh, it looks like one of those sort of mummies. Wrinkled. It's basically a skeleton, but maybe it was just like a, a tiny bit of flesh something over the skull. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they all just start walking in, w- walking in at you and you don't know the controls, but it's not like you can even run in one direction because they're surrounding you. Uh, but instantly I pressed R and then A and it just shoots these zombies and it's got a really good like targeting mechanic where once mm-hmm. you hold R, if you press left, right, up or leave it still, you can go like left to shoot one arm, right to shoot the other arm, up to shoot the head or you can shoot their body. And it does like the, uh, what's it called in uh, Fallout when you target? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember called? what it's called right now. Like caps? No. <laughs> no. Um, vats um, it's vats. vats there you go when you go into vats and you like target a section and once you <laughs> aim at that section it lights up so you know what you're mm-hmm. doing and uh it felt it felt good i never had any problems with the combat i enjoyed it yeah and there's quite a lot of like melee stuff as well mm-hmm. and the melee is like super Pretty effective all of it. um uh, so we should talk about like the the i guess the main mechanic which is the sanity meter that's not um, the main mechanic. That's like yeah, a, it is. It no, is the thing not. that get out of here. No, it's the thing that makes this game different from other games. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't because it's you, it never goes down enough. They control when it goes down unless you play pretty poorly. How somehow. far did you get? Um, I got to your boy Kareem. Kareem, I would, did you finish Kareem? No, I would say Kareem is the first time it starts to really get to the bottom. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, uh, I had uh, the the lady. So basically, let me actually uh, finish this little story where basically you are Alex. You are told that your grandfather has been killed in mysterious circumstances. Uh, you go to the house to confirm the body. There's a nice moment where she's like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I the one looking at the body? Um, and... Uh, basically your goal is to figure out why your grandfather, is it your grandfather or your uncle? Yeah, it's one of them. I think it's It's one of them. Um, you find out that they are, they've been beheaded under mysterious circumstances and you believe that the answers lie within the house. So you try and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where it sort of unfolds into all that other stuff with the, Tome of Darkness and the jumping through history. I'm, I'm, um, I'm concerned now because you're right. It, the sanity meter doesn't really take full effect until, yeah, around Kareem, I would say, um, is when the game starts to throw a couple challenges at you. 
Right. Nothing well, big. Nothing well, big. But like, so there was it. Yeah, I had use of it in the lady. What was her name? Um. So the first section is a sort of ancient Roman soldier. Uh, and the second section is a sort of aztec vibes lady. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't think she's, I don't know if she's Aztec, but she's just. Oh, Af- so maybe like a sort of, there was a cross between sort of aztec and African I can't remember what time period it was temple. set in that one. Yeah. Uh, no, me neither. Um, but she had some sanity stuff and where yeah. it was low towards the end. And it does mm. do some cool stuff. So, so to talk about how it works, it's basically um, the way I think of it is that it's basically they took the Psycho Mantis boss fight and made a whole game around that idea. So there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall stuff. So I guess you haven't seen many examples of it. Um, but the first most obvious thing it does is as your sanity, so your sanity meter decreases every time you see an enemy and you can raise it again by doing a finishing move on an enemy which is hilarious the yeah. fact that this game has finishes um and as it drops things start to change in the environment you basically start to hallucinate one of the first things you notice is that it does quite a lot of um because it's the game is fixed camera angles so it starts doing dutch camera angles um instead of just regular camera angles so everything's tilted um and then it's like other yeah, things. It's, it, and it's it's very it's very uh, it's quite impactful just having like a tilted camera angle where yeah. you expect it to be straight. Yeah, it just makes the whole whole thing obviously wonky. Kind of. And then whack. it sort of starts with some like more gentle stuff. So like you hear like random sound effects. So you might hear like crying or footsteps. Um, and then it gets to some really like ridiculous stuff. So like I think as Kareem, um, one of them that made me laugh out loud was. They basically happen whenever you enter a room. Whenever you go through a load, yeah. it'll sort of do this thing. So Kareem appeared in this room with no head, and you <laughs> walk around with no head. Amazing. Um, and it was so goofy, but I loved it. Um, another you one take a was screenshot? like... No. Another one oh. was like the character started walking downwards through the floor and disappeared. Another one was like oh, spawned cool. in really, ti- really tiny, and the, and the room was massive. Spawned it on the ceiling... Um, the ones oh, that wow. make me think of the ones that make me think of Metal Gear Solid is um, it turns off, it pretends to turn off the TV screen, which isn't effective right. when you're emulating it. But there you go. Um, right. And the other one was the Metal Gear Solid one, the classic Metal Gear Solid one, which is changing the channel, changing the inputs. Um, yeah. Oh, really? It does that too. Yeah, it does that too. Wow, that would suck, especially as you have to individually change all of your controller inputs on this emulator. Oh no no no! Sorry, change as in change the the source inputs. So like the as in goes to video one, video two. You know what I mean? Oh okay, right, right. right um, yeah. It doesn't do that. You have to change your controller thing, right. and they usually last only like a couple seconds, and then it snaps back to reality, and the person's like, "This isn't real." And then you carry on, and so they're basically meaningless. <laughs> they basically have no effect on anything, um, but. It's another way of like keeping what is quite like straightforward gameplay quite engaging, especially as the game carries on. Yeah, and and the yeah. sound effects, man, they get you in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the opening music is terrifying. I think that so the second most I've been scared in this game was the opening music, where mm. it's basically just a consistent 
echoing drum beat. And then after about two minutes of just this continuous drum beat, out of nowhere, there's these super loud cacophony of whispers and thunder. And you're just not expecting it. And yikes, that puts you on edge. <laughs> that put me on edge at least. And then there was the bathtub. That was the only time I was properly scared. Bathtub was the only jump scare I've seen. Yeah. yeah. That was scary. I found that unpleasant. It was highly that, like, unpleasant. That like hit me in the in the body, you know? Right. You feel right. it in your chest. Yeah. Like felt that in my chest. And I was like, don't, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's just there's just so much in this game. So you're this Roman soldier. And one interesting thing is after this sort of quite railway-ish section, all the times in uh, when you jump back in history, they're all quite like laid out on tracks. Mm-hmm. There's only sort of one Pretty way you linear. can do them. You know exactly what to do. You never get lost. It's super simple. Uh, and at the end of it, though, at the end of the Roman one, you're given a choice to choose between three artifacts that represent the three different old gods uh, that play. It's basically WoW as well. Um, <laughs> basically, it's basically WoW, where like all the old gods, they're exactly like WoW. So if you've played WoW and you want to sort of have a, they weren't even called old gods in this. I think they were called like the ancients and yeah, other other sort of things. Um, but they look like all the WoW old gods, where they're just super tentacly, tons of eyes, spiky mouths, huge. Um, yeah. And uh, at the end of this one, you can choose one. And basically, what artifact you pick, from what I can tell, uh, affects the story by the Roman soldier being possessed by that deity, which is represented by the three things. Was that yeah. at all clear? Uh, yeah, I mean, you pick... You pick Maybe a, not. You pick a coloured item, <laughs> and then that... That Roman soldier ends up becoming like a a bad guy, a vessel and, for the and, representing um, deity by picking the color, and then and then that he uses that color to do magic. I don't I don't know if there's anything I haven't seen the whole game. What color like did you pick? Five or six hours. Uh, well, I played the beginning three times. So. Oh, so you could choose? <laughs> yeah, of course. So I believe I picked every color. Oh, um, and did it change? No, apart from the color that he used to do spells. Oh, interesting. Um, well, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And then after Roman deed, you become Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Who's the girl. Uh, there's a fun, like, Temple of Doom classic pressure plates on the floor. That 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 is, like, you're section. right. Sanity is not the main mechanic. Those bloody pressure plates <laughs> are the main mechanic in Eternal Darkness. Yeah, but they're kind of so, fun, too, because you can so walk around many. them. There's, There's a, a, a later guy you play. I can't remember his name. Um, he's basically Indiana Jones. He comes back to that oh, same really? temple. Um, oh, interesting. And, That's cool. And you, there are so many of those um, step on the pressure plate things. Yeah. There's just so many of them. <laughs> there, there are tons. <laughs> it's insane. There are tons. Yeah. But they are kind um, of fun in their way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun being able to walk around them and not having to do any of yeah, the dodging. Yeah, it, it does feel satisfying. That's to very not rewarding. Push them. Yeah. Um, so I played as one as well, Anthony, who's like the young monk boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that section, they start to introduce spells. 
mm-hmm. which is like another mechanic in this game, which I didn't really get very deep into. Yeah, uh, this, it seemed a bit overly a complicated thing. to me. It is. It 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 was why you play Anthony, and then it kind of clears itself up. Okay, um, it becomes fairly. It is a little complicated still, but it becomes fairly straightforward eventually. They're very you cool, get more though, spells. when you actually cast the spells. It mm. looks amazing. You cast these spells, and these three runes appear around you and light up really bright, and there's this loud, ominous voice. It's like, you course, battle, chios. And uh, mm-hmm. it casts the spell. It looks yeah. great. It looks really good. Um, Anthony also had the most amazing finisher ever. I don't remember it. I don't know if you remember it, but you get a... Uh, Another sword is Anthony, but um, you get a long sword that's very strong and very fun to use. But at the mm-hmm. start, you start off with this little like scimitar sort of blade thing, and uh, to finish off to finish off an enemy once they've fallen on the floor, you just like flick it down on the floor. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Chuck- it looks hilarious. A couple, a couple of them have that that animation. It's really good. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. It's kind of dumb. <laughs> it's a strange way to expand energy. Yeah. Uh, you got anything you want to add? Um, the only I've got other a couple thing, things. Um, I wanted to briefly mention, I was going to mention them earlier, was about like Silicon Knights, just because they're quite a strange, quite a strange, interesting company. Okay. Um, they So they, they made a few games. They made the remake of Metal Gear Solid 1 on GameCube as well. Okay. Um, and then there was this whole big deal where they tried to sue Epic, now of Fortnite fame, um, for some thing, and then they Epic countersued and basically shut them out, put them out of business. Oh, wow. And so that's that. And the guy, Dennis Dyack, has been like... I think he says like he's like embezzled money or there's a lot of random shit going on with that company. Okay. Um, as, and it's just a shame because it feels like Eternal Darkness is quite an interesting franchise. It's kind of just been left left alone. Yeah, true. Um, there's a lot that you could do with something like this. Yeah. Yeah. But and the other thing was game? I was I was watching funnily enough, I was watching uh there's a YouTube channel called Ars Technica, and they do um, like ten minute videos with game developers about like design challenges they they had to overcome. And I was watching one about um, Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, that's like a very famous, very successful horror game. It was very popular on YouTube uh, with let's let's players and stuff, um, and considered to be pretty scary. Um, and that also has a sanity meter. Okay. But it's like hidden. And he was talking about how what they actually did was they added this like sanity meter and they told the, the players that there was a sanity meter and that your sanity goes down by looking at enemies and by being in the dark. Um, right. And basically, all, but all it does is it makes the screen go wobbly and then if it gets too low, you black out. Okay. But they would, in the game, they lied and they said things like, um, if it gets too low, enemies will see you easier. Which I thought was really right. interesting. It's kind of it's yeah, crazy that like right. it's just like they just told like a bunch of lies and let players like imagine what the ramifications would be, which made it much more that's scary. Really fun. That's, that's really pretty cool. Fun. Yeah. I mean just just to 
you wouldn't even have to have any effects with the sanity meter, I don't think. Just tell people that there is a sanity meter. Yeah, I mean, I, th- and, I think uh, like it's it's just like the screen wobbles and they start breathing louder and stuff. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's different to how Eternal Darkness does it because Eternal Darkness like puts this big green meter on the screen so you know at all times like how much sanity you have left. Yeah, it's it's very clear. But I, I never found any sort of obstacles. Um, like in terms of uh, losing health or losing too much sanity, it was yeah. pretty pretty safe. Yeah. Kiting the enemies is quite fun in this game. Yeah, I I learned to uh, speed run the the opening hour of that game. <laughs> yeah, I bet. What um, happened there? Um, the first time I played it, uh, I saved after like an hour and a bit. When I got and then it corrupted the save state. Okay, I don't know what happened. Um, the second time I didn't save state and I died. Um, around the same area. Right. And then the third time was the third time. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Stressful. The third time, shame. I think I managed to do, like, the opening level in, like, the opening section in, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, you probably could have got quite deep into this game. Had you... I I have gotten pretty deep into it. I've played yeah. about six hours of it. Nice. I looked up how long it was, out of curiosity. How long is it? 13 and a half. Wow. Okay, say, that's too uh, long. Say how long to beat. That's too long. Yeah, so I was because I, I was curious. I was like, "This is pretty compelling." I wonder how long uh, the entire journey is, and thirteen yeah. and a half hours was the answer. That, yeah, I think that's a little too long for me. Yeah, I'm so ready for it to wrap up. That's what I mean. This is the sort of game I want to play with someone else. You know, maybe yeah. playing an hour a week, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weeks. that'd be nice. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. You got anything else yeah. to talk about? Uh, not particularly. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna flick through my notes here. Uh, the mm. fact that the map is an architectural floor plan, floor plan, mm. is wicked. It's a very good way to do it. Mm. Uh, a few games do it, but it's always nice. I always enjoy menu screens that have like page flipping sounds mm-hmm. when you navigate around them. It's always very satisfying, and they're on the um. They're an R2 and L2, so it, there's something quite tactile about that feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I enjoyed this game. Good. I'm glad. It was pretty, pretty fun. Nice to the know question what it's is, like. Will I enjoy next week's game? I think so. I yeah. think so. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, Tell me about it. Okay. I'll give you some clues. Come on. Uh... <laughs> So, as you can imagine, I'm remaining on the uh, GameCube emulator hype because I was <laughs> flicking through games to play, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's so <laughs> there's much here that I could play." <laughs> yeah, there's so much I could do for the podcast. Great, uh, but I settled like, on yeah, one. Run out? <laughs> Not necessarily, but I settled okay. on one that is a little bit different from this week, um, and it's a game that we've both played in the past. Hmm. Um. It is part of a franchise. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the words. I haven't played that many GameCube games. Well, you know, just 
keep your mind open. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to say the words Elise and Eddie. Oh, nice. Yeah, you got it. Well, I don't have to play that on GameCube, I guess. No, you don't. You don't. I could play it on PlayStation 2. Yeah, sure. sure. Which one is it? Uh, Elise and Eddie, which might be, they might be in multiple. They're um, in multiple. Okay, I'm going to say Megaplex. Is that the first one? Or the second to- one? Tokyo tricky, Megaplex. Right? It's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. Tricky's the one. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll cool. freaking do it. SSX Tricky. SSX Tricky. See you here next week. Yeah, man. Um, this podcast goes up on Mondays mostly. Mm. Uh, yes, on it does. iTunes and SoundCloud. Sorry, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and Google Podcasts as well. Um, we have a Instagram at timeplay3hr. We have an email, timeplay3hr at gmail.com. It's all hot. Every bit of it's, it's hot. It's all hot and tasty. I think I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. You're done. Cool. Hey, uh, see you next week. Bye.